Here's to the ones that we got. Cheers to the wish you were here, but you're not. Cause the dreams bring back all the memories of everything we've been through. Episode 17.5-1981 Health Club Current Weight 270 pounds. Thank you for stopping by. Folks, I hope my life has been interesting enough to keep you coming back. It's been fun for me. And thank you to my nurses for taking good care of me. As you know, stage four cancer metastasized to my bones. And I've had a stroke and blah, blah, blah. That's why I talk slow. I have been finding I'm doing better with doing these podcasts that my speech is starting to, well, get a little better. Who knew? You know. Anyways, if I get overly emotional at times, Please understand it's these radiation drugs I'm taking now. And they, with the mixture of all these drugs I'm taking, I overemphasize my emotions. So bear with me, please, folks. I'm not doing good. (laughs) Anyways, I'm dying. (laughs) Okay. Everything was going perfect at the club, I put a lockbox in the front, at the front desk, and I put it under the counter on a shelf, and I bolted it in, okay? And I I bought um, a roll of two-sided tickets, you know, where you bend them and you give one to the uh, member and one goes in the box. And so the front desk clerk would tear off one side of the ticket and take the $5 and put it in the ticket box. And it was big. And it really, really worked well. We must have had $1,000 in that box in fives and singles and I was thinking that money, we could have had a party for the staff, not Randy. Randy had other plans for that money, and that's all I'm going to say about that. I'll leave that one alone for now. Randy, seeing how much money is being made in this raffle, started um, to see if I would go out and get more stuff. Somebody, let's say, the um, because the number one winner, we're going to call her Miss Johnson, Mrs. Johnson, okay. Uh, I went and bought uh, like 10 frames so that we took a picture of her. Back then you had to, it wasn't on the phone took it in and uh, put the picture in the frame and had it framed, put it up on the wall. Yay! 
you know, every time she walked in, she saw her face. Winner. Okay. And Mrs. Johnson knew everyone at that club. Thank God. And so I put a little sign under there, winner of the golf clubs, you know. Now this made it all look actually legit. And the people, I actually had people coming up to me that owned businesses asking how they could get involved. I thought that I would have to go out and canvas. No, they saw that. And the amount of advertising that that golf, uh, Bill's golf store got, they wanted a piece of that. And so I said, I could send Charlie out his lunch hour. I'll get him back. Charlie's my head counselor member, and he was in prison. You should see him now. I'm so proud of him. He went and bought glasses. You would never tell. The way he speaks now, he was parroting me, and it was like I, I didn't speak like I did now. I cleaned myself up. You know, I still had the thick accent, but everything was, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, let me do that for you, John. And you, I, you get to know everyone in the club by name if you're doing your job, and that was part of my Charlie's pitch now because he was doing all the hiring and firing of um, the... Everybody now, I gave it to Charlie. I wanted to make sure everything was run, running perfectly. I'll send him over, and he'll see what you have. You know, it's like <laughs> if the quality of gift is the same as what we had, we need it up there. And, you know, and no problem, because even if it wasn't, what I would do is say two gifts. You know, we would give two gifts. They got to equal some of quality. So you can't just give me a, a pencil with a fancy eraser. It is not going to work. These people are people of means. So the uh, gift has to be reciprocated. Anyways... And I heard something about a free one-year membership. Is that right? I said, yep, of course. And all we'll need from you is some artwork. And once we get it together for you, we'll just need your approval. Oh, sure. And Charlie had it down pat. He watched me like a hawk. And you have to understand, I've been running around with my head cut off. I don't eat. I just run. And if anybody's worked hard, you know how that is. To make it, the vision you have in your head to make it work, that's what I did. I almost didn't have to leave. Um... Uh, <laughs> 
I had everything running so smooth. Noticed I haven't said one thing about that boiler room yet. That's how smooth everything was. Kathy had that thing running so perfect. Everything down there, I almost neglected her at times. It was running so smooth. Wait, that's wrong. I would... I would make the rounds. I had a route that I made, so I would touch everybody. Even the maintenance man, I would see. You know, I'd go talk to him for five minutes to show him how important he was to him. And I would tell him, I'd say, listen, without you, we couldn't do this. I wanted him to know how important he was to me because... I had been there, and I know that when everything's running smooth, people forget to praise you. Well, I had to make sure my machine was running correctly in my head and in my club. Notice I said, my club, Randy's in his office, weirdo. Anyways, I'm digressing. I would be able, if there was a problem, I'd be able to fix it immediately. I had the means and the money. I was in charge of money. If I needed, I'd just go see, Tracy, I need this, this, and this. Okay, Gabe, that was it. Didn't ask me why she trusted me. And I had the knowledge now. New problem. I said, a perfectly wound clock in the club. But out of the club, a different story. Remember, Sean? Well, one day on lunch, I went to her house and... We were sitting on the stoop, and I gave her the Dear Gabriel speech. And I told her, Sean, I'm sorry, but this isn't going to work. It's, uh, I'm working way too hard to make this club run. I never said I love you to her. I had lost those words. Too many betrayals, too many women thinking that the grass was greener or with a nicer car, the guy had a nice car. Then, you know, you know what I'm saying. And now my girlfriend was the club. And I told her that. I said, so that ended there. She was crying and anger and, oh, you're cheating on me. And I know you have another girlfriend. And I said, I do. You're right. I said, I have a girlfriend, and you may as well know, it's Family Fitness Center. Just like I told you, it's my work is important to me 
And, you know, when folks say that on TV, you know, the husband comes home or the wife comes home, you don't really realize what they're saying because you're in your world and you don't know what they had to do. So by listening to all this that I've done, and I came home and said something like that to Sean, you know, she had no clue of what I've gone through to make all this happen. No clue. And it's not that she just didn't care about that. She just wanted the uh, accolades coming to her, not me. And I just didn't have time to give her anything of me. I was working so hard. And, you know, she was spending my money okay, but... Anyways, I'm digressing again. So you do understand if that ever happens in your lives, sit back and remember this episode. It's important. And see beyond yourself, folks, man or woman. If you know what's coming, you can't get mad. I knew what I was going to say to her. I knew what her response was going to be. She was going to cry, and she was going to call me names and accuse me and all that stuff. And I knew all this was going to be happening. So I just said, be patient for five more minutes when she stops crying, and then I can go, and I won't ever see her again. So that's what I did, and why I was gone. So now we're obtaining like three, four gifts in the raffle, each one off the end. And we had enough for like six months. It was fabulous and good, good things, not just a fishing pole, you know, but good things. So we, we kind of let up on that. Now, my assistant down in the boiler room, told me she has two daughters, and I said, I know that. And she says, Gabriel puts her head down and says, is it possible to get a raise? I said, how much do you think you need? And she gave me a figure per hour. And so what I did was I added a dollar to it. I said, let me go upstairs and tell uh, Tracy that I'm giving you a raise before I say I'm giving you a raise. And are you sure if I go up there, you got to be sure that this is enough for you, Kathy? Oh, gosh, she started crying. And I hugged her. I said, you know what? 
don't cry. You're my right hand. Without you, I would never be able to do this down here. By now, she had a well-oiled machine, two shifts going, so that she could get high school girls at night coming in. Besides, wait, let me tell you, I went up to Tracy and said, I need Kathy to get this much per hour. Didn't bat an eye. She says, okay, Gabe. I'm like, whoa, that was easy. <laughs> you know, I had already gotten two raises plus commission. You know, everybody was happy. Everybody was doing good. I mean, it was amazing what we had created there. Now, besides the tourists, there's a thriving community in Vegas or Reno or any casino town in Nevada. You don't realize it. Besides the tourists, you don't, when you're a tourist, you don't even look. You're there to play. You aren't there to see what everyday people do. Everybody who's been there at least six months knows everybody else in this small town in Reno. The problem is that our club was now, the members were bursting out at the seams. We went 24 hours, but to relieve some of the pressure because people get off you know, 24-hour town, so we went 24 hours. Now, there's something, that was something I didn't expect. I didn't expect to do that good. I had, I had Charlie hire two more salesmen, counselors for the night shift and two more trainers for the night shift on the floor and there was a space in the basement next to the boiler room, and that's where I had mirrors put up and a new thing called jazzercise. It was going really well. Hired three girls, three different shifts. Everything was going perfect. All I had to do was make my route, Every hour, I just kept going around in circle, making sure I wouldn't even, they wouldn't even see me sometimes. I would just be like leaning against the wall in a corner somewhere. I didn't want to bother him and say, it's me again. No, I just would walk around, make sure everything was going good, and they didn't have to see me. They knew I was near. They always knew. When everything's going perfect, always remember, please, something is going to happen. Something is going to happen to throw a wrench in it. So be prepared for that. Whatever the wrench is, 
sometimes you can't prepare for it, but know it's coming. Okay, at least one a year where it's going to be major. Look at Twitter. <laughs> they didn't think that would ever happen. Okay, I'm digressing. I was still young and dumb, and I wasn't prefer, uh, prepared for this. Think about it. Remember Tracy telling me in the office, you could love me. Well, my birthday was coming up, and I really didn't have an office member. I really should have, shouldn't have. If I had an office, I wasn't doing my job as far as I'm concerned. And if I needed anything, I could use one of the counselor's office. That's how I do my work. Um, I'll do, if you do 50% of what I can do, then you're not doing too bad. And remember, I had five levels of energy. I was now on level five. Okay, now everyone in that town knew me and I knew them from blackjack players to the mayor. But what I wasn't ready for was to be smitten. I didn't have time for that. I just got rid of that wart on my heart. As far as I was concerned, now Tracy had a Ford Bronco, beautiful Ford Bronco. I loved that car. Anyways, man, I wish that car, I still had that. It was my favorite car in the whole world. Spoiler alert. So she caught a hold of me in one of the hallways, and she said to me, I noticed your birthday's coming up. I said, it is? Oh, oh, yeah, it is. She says, I bought two tickets to Tahoe to see a show. And I said, okay, have fun. And then I turned, you know, and she said, no, no, you didn't hear me. And I really didn't. You know, I'm a guy I didn't catch on. I'm working. For goodness sakes. She said, no, it's your birthday. Oh, when is this? And she told me, it's on your birthday. <laughs> I didn't catch that, you know. And so she was asking me. And, I, you know, I'm too busy in club business to be playing this kind of game. And it was in the evening, she said, and she kind of gave me a, the itinerary. We have to leave at this time, Gabriel, so we can get there in time for the show. It was probably 30 miles away, Tahoe. You got to go up this windy road, and it's freaking dangerous. I think I'm not used to it. I'm used to flatland, you know. And I had just come out of Susanville, so I could do anything, remember? Okay, so I said, uh, okay. I mean, she is my boss. I had 
I hadn't been to a show in Reno yet or anywhere for that fact except for the club. I've only been to the club and dancing at this one club that I liked almost every night. And then that was my wind down. You know, I'd have two drinks and I'd wind it down and then home to my apartment, which, by the way, this time, by this time I had changed my apartments because Sean would not give back the key and I would come home exhausted and find her there, you know, and how it goes. You know how it goes. You know. <laughs> Anyways, so I didn't have time to rehashing all this. So I just moved out and got a, a different place on the other side of Reno. That way, remember, Mommy drove her, drove her everywhere. So I didn't see her again for like eight, nine months. And that was just in passing. There I go again, digressing. I said, uh, I said, okay, you can, you can say, Gabriel. I said, okay, it's a, and Tracy says, you can say, Gabriel, it's a date. I said, okay, it's a date. I'll see you then. I'll, uh, you'll pick me up and here, and we'll both go be working up until that time. And she said, yes. Hey, Ma, please. Quiet, I'm trying to do a podcast down here.